The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Socrates. What's up and welcome back to another coffee talk. For today, we're gonna be doing an espresso brew, which is basically anything that falls under the criteria of being motivating. And today I wanted to talk about training our pain or turning our pain into some sort of sense of training. Now, I wanna talk about this because I feel like this is a tool in my life toolkit that has helped me many a times in life. I feel like pain, I don't feel like this, it's, it's true. Pain is an inevitable part of our existence. There's no escaping it. We'll all feel it at some point to different intensities, to different extremities, and for different reasons. But a lot of the times, the pain that we feel in life comes unwelcomed and we become unsure of ourselves. We become of uncertain how to process that pain. And when that happens, it can become way too easy to numb out our pain, to do whatever means necessary or take whatever means necessary in order to numb out the feelings that we're having because they're too intense, we don't know what to do with them, and we're afraid. And that's a really common, you know, reaction to pain. There's also, if you start to look at, I guess, in a way, kind of like the anxiety reactions to things like pain or fear, it's like you can either fight it, so you fight the emotions you're feeling, which might make you angry or feel like you're unable to move forward in your life. You might try to flight, which is like run away from your pain, which I feel like I fall into that criteria quite a bit. I feel like the minute that life challenges me in a way that I feel overwhelmed, I basically just escape in any way that I possibly can. Or the other common reaction is to freeze. And I feel like I also fall into this one is you basically just freeze up and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to react. You don't know how to process. And that one can also be quite, you know, detrimental in the sense of the pain that we don't feel. A lot of the times that energy gets stuck within us and suppressed within us. And then years later, we're still trying to process the pain of things that happened long ago. So again, I want to just talk about this in the very small context that I can, because as always, I'm a student in life, and this is definitely just my own experience mixed with the research and the things that I've read and done and just explored in my own life. But take this as you will, you know, pick and choose little bits of information from today's chat that might resonate with you because I do think that we have to almost make peace with our pain in a way. And that's a really hard thing to do, especially because you know, you're gonna be able to find people out there that are experiencing the same kind of pain as you, but at the same time, we all almost have to do the work ourselves and that can sometimes be a little daunting. So I guess that's kind of my objective with today's chat is to enlighten enlighten us all a little bit or lift the heaviness of pain off of ourselves a little bit to find if there is a possible way to actually use our pain to train the that actual energy into something good or something beneficial or something that we can get out of the pain that we're feeling. The thing is, suffering has a cause. So anytime that we experience suffering in our lives, it comes from our sense of attachment to some sort of expectation, some sort of outcome, an inability to accept the present moment or to accept what happened in the past that has led us to the present moment. 
anything like that. And I just recently did a coffee talk all about non-attachment. I will link it in the description box, but also if you're watching this on YouTube, I will put it up on the screen so you guys can check that out if you wanna go down that wormhole of how to basically unattach from those expectations in a way that is actually really healthy. Um, not to just be like, okay, I'm just not gonna care about anything anymore because realistically that's also where pain comes from. Pain comes from having the vulnerability and the courage to care. And again, this is where it kind of gets woven into that numbness because I think that when we experience pain, especially if we experience a lot of pain and a great deal of pain in a short amount of time, it almost makes sense that we sometimes numb it out or stop trying to care or stop trying to allow ourselves to be vulnerable to experience pain again because we haven't processed the past pains. We haven't been able to allow that pain to move through us in a way that we can make something out of it. And instead of clinging to it or rejecting it or trying to control it in some kind of way, we're able to move through it and work with it in order to really kind of create whatever it is that you wanna create out of your pain and only you are gonna know what that is. So how exactly do we do that? The very first thing that we need to do, and it's usually the most daunting step out of all of it, is to face our pain. And it's daunting because a lot of the times, I'll speak from my own experience, a lot of the times when I feel like I am pushing away pain, it's like there's a truth there that I don't wanna be honest with myself about. And so I'll push that pain away and push that pain away because I'm unwilling to see it for what it is. And what that really means is, and this is definitely gonna be a super objective point of view that I'm gonna give right now, but a lot of the pain that we do feel, if you go watch the non-attachment video, it's because we're attached to an idea, an expectation, or an outcome. It's a lot of the times not because we were attached to the actual thing that happened. Accepting our pain can be the hardest part because it's basically being super honest with ourselves, being real, and being able to accept the truth. And that's where things get tricky because I think that a lot of the times when we're in self-protection mode, which is a very easy mode to go into when you're in pain because you're in pain and so your inner self, your outer self, your higher self, yourself in general is just like, how can I protect myself? How can we keep ourselves safe? So in order to do that, sometimes I think we can lose a sense of touch with reality or we can shift and change details or perspectives in our minds in order to paint the story in a light that allows us to feel less pain. But again, the problem with that is that is pretty much numbing the pain out or running away from the pain. So in order to face our pain and in order to take that first step we almost have to embrace the pain and that is really really hard to do because a lot of the times it comes with truths that we don't want to look at a lot of the times our pain is really reflecting things back to us that we don't want to see within ourselves a lot of the times the pain comes with needing to shed old versions of our lives or old versions of ourselves or things that we might really love or have come accustomed to or have grown to hold a very big space in our heart for and we don't want to let those things go. We're clinging, right? We're holding on to this old past version of life or expectation or anything of the sort. And so it's hard to face our pain because in order to face our pain, we almost need to accept 
what our pain means, accept the truth behind the pain and why we feel that pain without turning off our ability to care because we still need to be able to care and we do have to care in order to feel pain. We have to be able to be vulnerable in order to feel pain. When the temptation comes to run away from our pain or to numb out our pain, the first step we have to take is to sit and face our pain. And there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. And again, this is gonna be different for everybody because everybody knows themselves differently and works with their energy differently. You can journal about it. You can talk it out with somebody, talk it out with a friend, talk it out with yourself. Some people, I particularly, a lot of the times I feel like I have to have at least one good cry about something that hurt my feelings because it just helps me get that feeling afterwards of like, I expressed it in some way. But this is kind of what we're going to be leading into today that you can also take that energy and channel it into something if you want to, which I also feel like is another way to start working with that pain and starting to accept that pain in order to turn it into something beautiful. A really good example of this is um, when I decided to release Dancing with Elephants. It's this book I wrote uh, or collected really of a bunch of poems from all of my old journals and some newer poems as well. And it was really cathartic to go through it because it was basically me shedding a lot of layers on my heart and letting go of a lot of expectations or a lot of love that I had or a lot of, I guess, just pain that I was feeling at the time, but at the same time, I was able to use the pain that I was feeling at the time and channel it into creating something, you know, creating a manifested paged book full of words that helped me move through that pain. So the second step to training our pain is to actually feel the pain. So once you know what the pain is or where it's coming from, or you're like, all right, I'm ready to face it. Step two is feeling it. And this is difficult because we go from you know, facing our pain is kind of mental, you know, it's like, okay, I'm looking at the shadow and then feeling our pain is allowing it to come into our bodies. This is a lot of the times where we emote. So we cry, we get angry, you know, we get frustrated. We might feel tense. We might, uh, pain and energy works through our bodies in different ways, but in order to actually feel it, we're allowing it to come up to the surface and allowing it to really show us its capacity and its power, which is terrifying, right? The saving grace that comes with this, and this is always what I try and remind myself when I'm allowing myself to feel my pain, is that nothing is permanent, especially pain. So even if you are feeling it, and let's say it's a pit in your stomach, or it literally feels like someone has shattered your heart, or maybe it's giving you headaches, the amount of pain you're feeling. Maybe it's giving you stomach aches. Maybe it's making your entire body feel tense, tired, exhausted. It isn't going to be a permanent state. This is literally just your body allowing that energy to work through you, to release itself. And it's showing you, it's really just kind of like information. It's, it's giving you the depth of how deep you cared and how deep that pain went. The beauty of knowing that pain and life in general is always in a state of flux is it allows us to basically wrap our head around the fact that pain isn't permanent. It's not something that's going to hurt you and then it's gonna hurt for the rest of your life. It's not something that we need to suppress because when we do suppress, that is when our pain hurts us for the rest of our lives. That's when we hold grudges and we are unable to basically let go of things that have happened to us and that's when the pain becomes more permanent. So in order to allow our bodies to feel the pain, in order to allow ourselves to feel the pain, we stop making it a permanent sore spot. We allow ourselves to basically 
clean the wound because it's gonna hurt at first. It's gonna hurt a lot. But when you clean the wound, you allow it a clean break. You allow it the ability to start to heal itself and scab over and eventually maybe it scars a little bit, but that pain isn't there anymore, you know? And you're stronger, or at least the skin where you got cut is stronger. The beautiful thing about working with pain through your body is that your body is gonna know when enough is enough. And this is a really important statement that I should probably make right now is that the fact that you don't have to feel your pain all in one go. Uh, a great example of this is if you've ever had a broken heart, you'll know that you don't get over it in one night. It takes multiple nights of crying your eyes out. It takes multiple months of, you know, kind of working through how tired you feel, how maybe you start to go through phases of feeling like, you know, a little down on yourself or tired all the time, or, you know, you've gone through some sort of pain in your life. So you probably know that it isn't an overnight process, but your body will be able to let you know when you're feeling out your pain. If you're having a night where you're just letting yourself cry it out or write it out or feel it out or talk it out, you're gonna get that intuitive feeling of like, okay, that's enough for the, for the night. So a good example of this is any of you guys that have ever had a really good cry, if you've ever just like let it just pour out of your eyes and then afterwards you just have like the best nap and even if you wake up from that nap and you're still kind of dumbfounded by the reality of your pain, it still tends to feel just a little bit better than it did before because you've released some of it, right? If you guys know what I'm talking about, let me know down below because I feel like maybe, I, I would hope so, I would assume that in my experiences throughout life and crying, that's kind of been a going trait that afterwards I'm always just like, that felt kind of good. Even if I'm still upset about what caused me to cry, I'm like, that felt nice to let, to let it out. Now, I also did a coffee talk on how to release suppressed emotions because I've also experienced in my life the fact that if I've gone through a long period of numbing out my emotions in particular, especially my pain, it can actually get hard for me to get into my body, to allow my body to feel through the pain because I've basically retreated to my head for so long. So some good examples of ways that you can maybe open up those suppressed emotions. You could do things like yoga. I feel like back in 2018, 2017, when I really started getting back into yoga, there were so many times that I would be in the middle of stretching and I would just start crying because I would just feel into my body in such a way that I'd be like, oh my God, what is that? And then I would just start crying and it was literally just like expressing pent up emotion that had been stuck in my body, stuck in my limbs, stuck in my muscles. It still happens. There have been times where I feel so pent up and so tense that even just unrolling my mat, sitting down and starting my yoga practice, it's like I'm already just, I'm already in tears. And there's other times where it's like happy tears where I've gone through my yoga session and at the very end, I'm like crying tears of joy because I can feel how much lighter my body feels. So that's a good example. But if yoga isn't your thing, you can get into things like meditation or breath work. If none of that is your thing, then literally this is where you can get creative because you can start dancing. You can start writing. You can, like I said, you can go for nature walks. You can talk to the trees. You can, there's so many different ways that you can tap into that feeling and allow yourself a safe space to bring those emotions up to the surface and move them through your body. And it might take some time, especially if you're not used to basically emoting often, but I find that once you kind of crack the surface, once you crack the seal or break the ice, it becomes easier each time to allow 
pain and emotion to work itself through your body physically rather than just through your thoughts mentally. So now that we've talked about how to basically face our pain and express or feel our pain, we're going to move into how to flip it on its head and then tune it or channel it into something right after we take a quick break and I let you guys in on some of the sponsors that brought you guys today's Coffee Talk podcast episode. So once we've basically created space for our pain and allowed our pain to come up through the surface and basically greet us, it's like we're looking at our, our pain now face to face. We're having like that deep conversation. Let's pretend our pain is uh, a shadow and we're sitting in a cave and the shadow comes out and we're like talking to the shadow and we're like, all right, we're sitting here. We're doing our shadow work. What's up, pain? I see you. I feel you. You're heavy. Now what do we do? So throughout that conversation that we are having with said shadow, we're able to then work with the pain. And when we can work with our pain, we can start to flip it on its head. We can start to introduce new truths and maybe more, I guess, mind opening perspectives. Yes. Okay. Mind opening perspectives. We're going to start working with the fixed limited beliefs we have about our pain and what our pain is reflecting to us. And instead introduce our pain to some new truths that might start to alleviate that feeling. There we go. That was what I was trying to say. The way to do this is basically to let go of anything that we were holding onto that is no longer in alignment with reality. It's to let go of our expectation, to allow life to be as it is, to allow our pain to be as it is without judging it. So the Buddha actually said that one third of our suffering or our pain is inevitable, which usually means that two thirds of the pain that we end up feeling comes from not necessarily the conscious choice to feel pain. Cause I don't think anybody wants to consciously choose to feel pain, but it comes from our attachments to the reasons why the pain is there. It's basically being able to let go of the desire that we no longer are going to be able to have fulfilled. So whatever is causing you pain, it means that there was a desire you wanted or something that fulfilled you in some way. And we have to face the reality or face the ability to know that this desire can no longer be fulfilled. And through working with that truth, flip the pain on its head and instead see, okay, if this desire can't be fulfilled, what is this teaching me? And doing that will basically take away some of that emphasis on the pain that we're feeling and allows us to instead accept the truth and the reality of what life is. Now that's not to say that the pain that we feel isn't painful. That's not to say that only a third of your pain is valid and the rest isn't. But if we're able to take a bit more of an objective look at our pain and flip it on its head, ask ourselves what we're learning from it, ask ourselves where this is helping us to grow, ask ourselves what this is reflecting back to us because a lot of the things, almost everything you see, actually everything you do see in life is being filtered through your own perspective. So what is it telling you about your perspective on life or on the world or what this meant to you, this pain, this pain, <laughs> or what this pain meant to you? When we're able to do that, when we're able to embrace the experience of the pain, then we're actually able to start working with it because we're no longer resisting the pain anymore. We're no longer rejecting 
the pain or the truth that comes with that pain. Instead, we've basically embraced it in a way that we can now take that energy that's bubbling at the surface that we've brought up to the surface, accept, humbly accept the truth of what this pain means. And now we can take that energy and channel it somewhere. And it's important to do those steps first, because I do think that channeling your pain is a very delicate line between you know, actually accepting and channeling it or numbing yourself out by just channeling it without doing these prior steps. Working through these prior steps allows us to actually process the truth behind the pain, process the deeper roots of the pain so that we can also learn some wisdom from this pain in case we ever get future experiences that are quite similar to what has caused us our pain, you know, instead of just jumping straight to channeling the pain and not doing the deeper work. And then when that pain comes again, or that pattern repeats itself later on in life, we haven't done the deep work, the deeply rooted work it takes in order to do it better next time. So now we're going to get into, I guess the most enlightening and motivating part of today's chat, which is how to actually start focusing your pain once you've tapped into it and you're ready to work with it. But before we do that, I'm going to leave you guys with one last little break from the coffee talk sponsors that brought you guys today's coffee talk episode. So how exactly do we focus and channel our pain? So I want to start off by saying, I know I've already made this disclaimer a million times, but just because it is so important, I want to make the difference or highlight the difference between ignoring your pain and channeling your pain because ignoring your pain by just doing something so that you don't, you don't have to think about it or feel it is that's ignoring your pain. But channeling your pain or focusing your pain somewhere means that you've made space for the pain, but now you're using the energy that it's giving you and perhaps even some of the wisdom or the lessons that it's given you in order to better your life or better yourself in some sort of way, or maybe not even better yourself. I mean, odds are it's probably going to lead into bettering your life in some way, but that's not even necessarily the objective or goal unless you want it to be. It's more so just to use your pain in a healthy way. Now, I know that that sounds so easy, right? Like, okay, we're not masking our pain. We're not ignoring our pain. We're just going to take our pain, go into some sort of movie montage where we're like Rocky running up the stairs and stuff like that or whatever. And yeah, that's definitely like the romanticized, idealized version of channeling our pain. But the reality of actually working with our pain boils down to pretty much three different practices that I would say are actually effective in using your pain while you're feeling it. So once you've addressed your pain and you've pulled it out to the surface and you've looked at it, you knew changed angles and perspectives and flipped it on its head a few times and you're ready to start working with it. The best way that I would say you can actually consciously use that pain and channel it somewhere is when you start to notice that pain. Once you've befriended that pain and you start to feel it coming up, the first thing that I would say, or the first practice I would say to start incorporating ways to focus that energy somewhere is to do breath work. A lot of the times I think that our brains can grasp ideas, but it actually takes moment by moment situations to be laced together in order to create the moments that we're picturing in our minds. What I mean by that, because that sounds really confusing, is that when you go breath by breath and you breathe into the emotion you're feeling, and then you take that breath by breath and you breathe into the action you're creating, you're able to integrate those things. So breath work is literally one of the most probably I would say simplest practices that we can start incorporating in our day-to-day lives with or without 
channeling our pain or training our pain, but it's also one of the ones that is so easily overlooked or sometimes we kind of miss it because it's just so obvious. I love the idea of cycles in life, you know, that like each season, each year, each day, each sun cycle, each moon cycle, even each breath cycle is a chance to start fresh or start something new or start a new trajectory or take a different route in our lives. So when you think about working with breath work and you think about breathing in and out, like there's so many different breathing techniques that you can look up. There's in particular, one of my favorites is, um, it's like fire breath, but it's a more intense way to do breath work, but it helps me because I feel like it really gets my energy going specifically when my pain tends to kind of drop my energy. It helps me bring my energy back up and use that intensity that I'm feeling in a way that allows me to feel back into my body. But there's also doing slower breath work. There's doing, you know, like the square breath work where you breathe in for four, hold for four, breathe out for four, hold for four. And you can keep doing that square almost mentally in your mind as you start to channel your focus and channel that feeling into something. And you can literally channel it into anything you want. You can channel it into work. You can channel it into exercise. You can channel it into doing chores, doing art, helping somebody out. You know, there's literally not one thing that you pretty much couldn't channel it into. It's any type of action that you want to take with that pain and that energy that you're feeling in your body. Now, the second way that you can use your pain to train it or to focus it in some way is to use mantras. If you find that breath work isn't really your thing, this might be better for you because this is more like audio or audible sound, whatever. Um, but it's basically the idea that when you notice the pain coming up to the surface or you notice that it starts to take you away from what you're focusing on, that you use a word to bring you back into focus. You bring it back into something or channel the energy into something. So let's say I'm feeling some sort of pain and I'm trying to focus it into a yoga session. But each time I catch my brain starting to tamper off or pull away or I get sort of lost in the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions and the intensities and the betrayals or the whatever that's causing me to feel that pain, I could use the word peace to come back into my focus. And I'm channeling that energy into bringing myself inner peace. I could channel it by saying words like Zen or Om or anything like that. But you can also use words like create. You could use words like motivate, like light. You could even use mantras like just the word focus or the word love or the word manifest even if you want to channel your pain into manifestation because that's totally up to you. You can do that if you want to. Basically, it's using some sort of word or phrase to focus in on every time you feel the intensity start to bubble up within you or you feel the emotion start to bubble up within you. You can use that word to anchor your focus on whatever it is that you're intending to do with the energy that you're feeling. Now, the third and final way that I would say has been most effective in terms of actually channeling my pain is mindfulness. And this is more of a lifestyle than a practice, I guess you might say. Well, it is a practice, but I would say that it's something that becomes a lifestyle the more you get into it. And it's really kind of the focus that I have even with Coase and on the Coase channel and on the Coase platforms is to incorporate how to be motivated in a mindful way. So basically the idea is with mindfulness, you can take any task you're doing, any action at all. It can be reading, it could be creating, it could be painting, it could be writing an essay, it could be doing some sort of research, doing an experiment of any kind of sort, working on a project, you know, anything at all. And the idea of mindfulness is to be so 
submerged into the action that you're doing, that you're noticing every little detail, every little feeling. Like for instance, if you were to do mindful walking, you would go slow enough that your brain could process every little second of lifting your heel off the floor and bringing your foot forward and planting it back down on the ground and feeling the cool floor beneath your foot and then lifting your left foot. And you would go very slowly so that you can mindfully be aware of every little piece of action, every little string of moment as it's happening. And that's a really good way to start incorporating your pain into any kind of action or any type of activity that you're doing. But I do think it's probably one of the more, it's really just taking the last two things, which is like breathing work or any kind of mantra. It's just another way to take your consciousness with the energy you're feeling at the exact same time. And again, like I said, integrate it into an action that you're doing. And with mindfulness, you're aware at the same time of all of the senses that you're feeling, all the sensations that you're feeling, maybe all of the thoughts as they come through, but you're not jumping on them. You're just noticing them pass by. You're noticing any emotions that might come with the pain, any feelings, any anything of, of the sort while you're working through what you're working through. And with mindfulness, it gives you the opportunity to to basically replace and repeat, which is a really important, it's actually just like, in my, in my opinion, I think it's a really important practice that we can incorporate into our day-to-day -day lives if we want to start releasing ourselves from the pain we're feeling in a way that you can notice the pain when it's starting to build, acknowledge the pain, and then instead replace it with something else. Replace it with what you're channeling it towards. Replace it with what you're focusing on instead or focusing it into. And the more you do that, repeating that over and over again, that starts to turn your pain into some sort of good thing. You know, if you think about a lot of the people that might be big role models to you or a lot of maybe even movies, which I don't want to use that example because I feel like Hollywood glamorizes a lot of things and like movies tend to glamorize a lot of these things. But if you think about a lot of the crazy accomplishments and projects and growth that have happened in a lot of different people's lives, it usually came or rooted from a place of pain that pushed them to channel it somewhere. And so this is pretty much a, a very watered down version or very quick version of how you can do that, how you can take the pain you're feeling and instead of running from it or I guess escaping it or trying to pretend it doesn't exist, it's acknowledging it and then embracing it and accepting it in order to allow it to motivate you to do something with it. Basically what I'm trying to get at is that it gave you energy. And if you can take the label off of whether that's bad or good, you know, nobody wants to feel pain, but either way that energy is there and it is an intense energy. You get to choose how or where you place that energy and how you use that energy. So, you know, if you can really tap into it, you can start to choose really wisely and your pain can end up becoming a little bit of a blessing or a yeah, like a blessing in disguise, even if without taking away the fact that yes, it's painful, but it can also bring you whatever it is that you want it to bring. So there you guys have it. That is my espresso chat of the day of how to train your pain in a way that I'm trying to basically embrace this in my own life. Uh, a good example would be 
I guess just in general that a lot of, a lot of chapters, a lot of shifting chapters are going on in my life and I feel like I'm kind of trying to process the weird nostalgic pain of letting go of eras and I'm letting go of a phase of my life right now, an era of my life right now and I, I get really sentimental about a lot of things so when I feel that sentimental feeling coming up, that deep nostalgic feeling of kind of like time that you can't get back again and the shifting of time, the acknowledgement of time, it makes me or it helps me become mindful of the moments that I'm in and to try and imprint them as much as possible or to try and focus on taking that feeling that I have and making the choices of changing into new eras worth it. Another example is back in 2019 when I felt like I was dealing with a bit of a broken heart. I just focused the feeling I had into work. I focused the feeling I had into all of the little goals that I was working on, on self-love, on like working on myself and building up that relationship within myself, which didn't take away the fact that I was in pain. It just helped me put that energy somewhere and allow that pain to push me towards something better for myself. So there's so many different ways that you can use this. I'd love to hear what your guys' thoughts are on the topic. So please let me know. And aside from that, I love you guys all the way to Proxima Be Back and I'll talk to you guys all in the next coffee talk. Bye guys.